Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. State of mind. I'm Tony Haggerty, and I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by the one and only Jim Orr. And as a treat, as you can see, he's holding up the bendit like Bertie Flyer. It's the one and only Des McLean. How are you doing, guys? This is Paul John Dykes, and this is a Celtic <laughs> state of mind. No, I'm sitting in a big man's chair. He's allowed. He's sitting here, hostage, tied up, and I'm, he's allowing me to plug bendit like Bertie. There you go. Uh, the things we do. So uh, anyway, this is going to be good fun. I normally, 
uh, watch this on a Friday, and this this is every Friday. Jim will tell you, and uh, and this is good actually being part of it. This is a dream come true. I normally watch it as well. It's good. Uh, <laughs> you are in the chair, Des. How's it feel to be in the mothership? Well, I've been here before, but um, today we were doing a wee a wee uh, bet, a wee separate kind of Bertie promotion thing here to promote Bertie. Um, won't be doing this for now. It feels great. It's a great setup here. Absolutely brilliant. Not as good as sitting over there with the line, the witch, and the wardrobe, and you <laughs> and that super striker. You know, oh, that, that's making an appearance coming into the season. Yes, of course. It has to be done. It's great, it's great, great setup. Thank you. Good, Tony. Yeah, good, good to be in the mothership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. great setup here. Now, there's a small matter of association football taking place at high noon on Sunday between Celtic and Rangers. You might have heard of it, the last Glasgow derby of the season. Jim, what's your thoughts going into that after last week's 2 0 win over Ross County, giving Celtic that six point cushion still before they yeah. entertain Rangers on Sunday? Well, it's been a fortnight since I've been on, since then we've knocked out the cup, maybe just a bad day at the office, uh, I think we were all a bit apprehensive before the game last weekend, uh, pretty hard game to get, I rather thought after the split the first game would have been at home, but uh, did really well, uh, good professional performance, pretty confident getting into this game, I mean uh, the last Glasgow derby at Celtic Park, I'd say it was one of the best atmospheres I've ever had, uh, no way fans, I think that contributed as well, at night time under the lights, uh, Get that kind of atmosphere on Sunday, get the team going, let's just go for it. Obviously, a win on Sunday, although arithmetically, uh, that's not it, but it's virtually if we, if we do that. So uh, I'm pretty confident going into Sunday. Uh, we need certain players to turn up. Uh, it'd be good to see Yota having a good game. I think in the sort of Glasgow derby so far, he's been, he's been all right, but he's not as good as he could be. And I think uh, so all this talk is whether he's going to sign or not, you're never going to get a better chance to beat yourself in the short window. So it's like a kind of win-win for him. You know, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, uh, and I'm pretty confident we'll win. Yeah. Does yourself? Do you share that view? Were you heartened by the performance in Dingwall? Yes, and uh, I don't see why not. I mean, we're we're going to have it's going to be a it's going to be a cracking day right away. Tomorrow's to be raining. I've been looking at the forecast. It's going to be a nice sunny day, 15 degrees. Apparently, Sean Batty here. Um, why not? You look at the performance against St Johnson. That was some of the best football. Without getting carried away, we've seen at Celtic Park for a long time. I don't think we've got anything really to fear. Look at the position we're in. And if we can get, as Jim said, a few of the you know the players turning up um, on the day, then what have we really got to... to if, listen, we're in a position where we can, I dare say it, we can even draw and just march on with, what, three games after that. But I think only a fool would predict the outcome of an old farm game. 3-1 Celtic, that old one. No, I genuinely feel quite hopeful and optimistic about this, honestly. I think what... We're, we're, we cannot play as bad as we did at Hamden there. We yeah. can't. That that was, the, the, you know, um, and I get into trouble for saying, you know, that Jota is the Portuguese Mikey Johnson. <laughs> uh, you know, he does, he's not really turned up against Rangers yet. But, you know, we must all click. It's at Celtic Park. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to be bold and put my neck on the on the line and say 3-1. Hopeful. Yeah. I think also we've got a few lives left. Even if we, the unthinkable happens and we lose, you know, we're still kind of... Well in the box seat, so so that should be that should make things a bit easier. They have to win, yeah. They have to win on Sunday, and they they did well last night. And I think they'll I think they'll uh, maybe play the same team uh, Sunday, certainly the first half. But they have to go for it at some point, and, and that should play into their hands. So it's yeah. this, uh, we, we want everyone, you know, seven out of ten. If we do that, 
I'm pretty confident, yeah. I was also going to ask you, it's more than simply a, a revenge mission for the Scottish Cup semi-final for Celtic, isn't it? You know, that is, you, really, it's a bad day to the office. Both thought it was a bad day to the office. And, you know, but you don't want that to just be a fuel. There's a lot more than that mistake for Celtic in terms of they can all but wrap up the title on Sunday, can't they? I think the funny thing about sitting here, I can see the comments coming in, which I never looked at before, and somebody said, Jim's confident, WTF, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, I'd be a bit, okay, just, 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 just dampen it down then. The last three Glasgow derbies, second halves, haven't been too clever. You know, yeah. uh, we haven't scored. So the first two league games, we didn't score in the second half. And apart from that wee 10-minute spell at Hamden, uh, they've had the upper hand in the second half. So, so that's a wee bit of a cause for concern. Uh, they are a good team. You know, yep. said this all season, oh, yeah. you know, and, and winning. If should we win this league, should we win this league? It'll be, it'll be a fantastic achievement because they're a good team. You'll get to the semi-finals of the Europa League and no be a good team, no matter what people yeah. say. You know, and watch the game last night, and they never looked in trouble against a really good team. So there's, there's only so often people can say they're lucky and they're and they're, and they're jammy and all this kind of stuff. They know what they're doing, and and I think they'll set up that way on Sunday, and so it's up to us to break them down. And I think. What we have on Sunday, maybe that Leipzig didn't have last week or last night, was a winger and somebody decent up front. Because if you're playing against what was essentially a back five last night, you need somebody to take somebody on. Yeah. And there's nobody in the Leipzig team last night that took anyone on. It was all safe passes across the park, and we can't do that. And uh, Sunday, it was actually Leipzig were a bit like a kind of Neil Lennon team, you know, passed, passed, passed to death, and nothing much happened. So we need to play at a higher tempo. And certainly they that's the way we normally play. So if everyone's on their game, yeah, I think we should be okay on Sunday. Yes, Celtic do have the benefit of the draw, but you and I both know the manager will never set up a team to play for a draw. He will go for it, won't he? So we have that benefit that Celtic will attack Rangers. Absolutely, 100%. And the, Jim said there, OK, we kind of tailed off in a few poor second halves lately, but I would give anything. I would happily tail off in the second half if we go at them like we did at that game in February, that opening half hour, that opening first half, then then you can afford to kind of uh, take your foot off the gas in the second half. I, I don't actually see, I don't I see any problem. I'm not saying, you know, we can't afford to draw. The pressure's on them. We'll be right up for it. And you'll have them, you know, um, going for it. And that's the thing. So, um, no, I'm pretty confident, yeah. And we have, if the players, listen, if you put in, if you play the football we did and kind of put on a show the way we did against St Johnston, even just play that football, that confidence, free flowing football, um, then, then you know, I think three points. What do you think, Tony? Well, I think that, uh, to be fair, I think that if Celtic turn up, I mean, I'm just quite fond of using the expression our brand of football and imposing that our brand of football on the opposition and I think that if Celtic can do that which they didn't do at Hamden because the certain players were negated i.e. Tom Rodgick for a start but if Celtic can impose as Anne says our brand of football then it's hard to see past a Celtic victory isn't it? Regardless I mean Rangers are going to have to come to win they're going to have to mm. at some point chase it and go for it and I think as you, you alluded to as well that that could play into Celtic's hands a bit as well, but I think they just need to stay calm. Yeah. But that that game at Hamden's the only blip. Let's yeah. be honest, this year for Ange, that is the only thing. That that's his only blank mark, and that's it. So we can't play that bad again, surely not, Parkhead. We can't. I wouldn't have thought so, but also, I mean, there was there was extenuating circumstances. Well, not extenuating, but there were circumstances as well. The Celtic were poor. 
the referee was poor. Those two can yeah. be uh, two separate things. You know, they're not mutually exclusive. You know, so I, I think I, that's I, what the difference was from the last three games. I thought the the referee in the in the two league Glasgow derby games was actually okay. And, yes, agreed. And the cup semi final was, you know. Inconsistent. That's not how we lost. We lost because we no, lost, we lost to the better team. We were very poor on but, the but, but when referees start to be that inconsistent and that irrational, that's a concern. And obviously, the referee on Sunday. I mean, you get back on to this debate about should referees declare which team they support and in every other country. That's what happens. And that's not to say they're biased, but you know they could be unconsciously biased. I mean, if you if Des McLean becomes a referee next week, you know I defy you to say that. He wouldn't be unconsciously biased as a referee, would you, Des? As he shouts, go on, big man, to Yakimakis as he's refereeing the game. But extenuating circumstances, uh, Tony was saying there, because we were poor, that's, you know, that's not, not really, we were just, we didn't turn up. No, only, yeah, yeah. O- only Cal Mack get past marks, let's be honest, and maybe big Carter Vickers. But if he did have scored that goal, we'd have been saying, you know what, we've beat them again, da da da. So it would have been a, a different story altogether. So I think a cup semi final, I think uh, defensively we're okay until yeah. the throwbacks get injured. And then was, offensively, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, the thing about Ange, Ange has now raised their expectations so high that he's now in the area where you're going to start to criticise him about things you never dream of doing before. And I thought playing Maeda up front through the centre was a mistake, basically. I yeah. think their, their main three is James Tavernier, not that he did too much in the semi-final. But I think that'll be important on Sunday that Maeda is on the left-hand side taking a, you know, hopefully keep him quiet. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a mistake because I think last time I was on, I said... Uh, if Yakimakis wasn't if I'd put Abada down the middle because I think yeah. Abada's got an eye for a goal I don't think Abada's a winger uh, as I've said before repeat, repeat, repeat but uh, no I thought defensively we were okay in the semi-final we just kind of liked to be a bit up front and uh, it was Abada, a marginal game Celtic lost by a fine margin without oh a, aye we, we weren't class they just looked at a team who had a bit more conviction they're not as, you know, you know so in terms of possession cross, sorry you're a far away from 2-0 yeah you know, and we you would have taken that and then saying we were poor, we maybe didn't deserve that but we're through, that kind of thing. So it was fine margins as well as on top of a poor performance by Celtic and also by the official. But I, I'm not blaming the official for Celtic. I'm blaming for the fact that they, they just didn't show up on the day. And, and you're right, we would have taken an ugly you know, 2-1 scraping by in a semi-final of a, a, a Scottish Cup game that nobody really... It was more than two teams who didn't want to get beat and they were hoping for a wee chance, a wee break, and that's what it looked like. It was ugly, it was scrappy, and they got there. No, it's not last time. I, I thought it was about a free hit. Because we won the league game. The league game was the most important game. Yeah, so yeah. we won the league game, and the cup would be nice if it wasn't to be hey-ho. And I, I, I just... There wasn't much in it. I just thought they looked a bit more... They had a bit more conviction than we had and apart from that we 10 minute spell and as Dave said that Carter Vickers shot goes in and we won 2-3-0 and uh, we're going for the hey-ho the main thing is now having manoeuvred themselves into that position by doing the hard yards and winning at Ibrox going six ahead who plays Jim? who plays in this one? I'll start with the obvious one the Kyogo Georges Giacomakis debate I'll come to you in a minute Dave's on that you have your own thoughts as well but who's, who's your striker on Sunday? Big chap all day long. Yakimakis has to be. He's a, he's, he's he's a bit of a. I mean, obviously we missed him in the semi final. He's a handful uh, in their box. And also helps in their box as well. He's that really good clearance at Ibrox, which you're thinking, oh, is that Yakimakis? You know, of all the people who's back there, he's back there helping. So 
he'll be a handful for them on Sunday. He's in a he's a good kind of being a scoring form as well. I think it's a good time he opened up his account there. If he gets the service from either wing, I think he'll do okay. But yeah, Yakimakis all day long up front. I think in terms of the team, back four picks itself, and then you have Kalmak picks himself, and then you've got the debate about do you keep Hatati in the team? Uh, I like him. I think he's a pretty confident guy. Uh, but after like 55, 60 minutes, that's him done. So you bring on somebody then, and then it's your is it Roger Cut O'Reilly toss a coin because uh, I think, think Roger missed the last game at Celtic Park didn't he from memory yeah he was injured and O'Reilly played really well and uh, I got two different players I mean O'Reilly's got a, a good eye for a pass whereas Roger's incredibly skillful and will make things happen for himself so uh, I wouldn't you know either player it's fine but if, it was, if I'm going to pick a team myself I would like to go with Hatati and then look to bring on somebody else after an hour so I thought, I thought Turnbull looked really rusty against Ross County a wee bit out of sorts uh, but uh, I maybe start with O'Reilly as well so O'Reilly Hattati also I mean is uh, Neil Beaton injured? He hasn't well, featured he said he had an issue but he didn't elaborate on what that issue was an issue ok yeah, yeah and he never and Ange never actually said well when he would be back it's a bit cryptic isn't it? yeah it's a bit cryptic and it's all mystery surrounding it and nobody really knows and there's all sorts of speculation but that, that was the words that and possibly we usually had an issue. There was a game, was it St Mirren, whoever it was, when they brought on Roger and Forrest and uh, Beaton. And mm-hmm. I thought, so much experience they brought on for the last 20 minutes and they saw it out. And that, that game, I, th- I wouldn't have been unhappy with the three of them playing the rest of the season. I think Forrest is coming for some ridiculous criticism, you know, online. Uh, Celtic legend, uh, big game player. Takes a player on, scores a goal. Uh, thought that was all very, very unfair. That whole kind of that wee clip of him running back, trying to catch up with Bassey, you know. So I think people should lay off James Forrest. I think it's still a big part to play. Uh, what I like about Forrest is he's a winger in the same way that Yota is a winger. He will take players on, he will beat players, and he'll cross the ball well. Uh, Maeda, I like, but in terms of close control, poor. In terms of crossing the ball, poor. But he's got an eye for a goal as well. I like him, I'm not saying I don't like him, but the offer is a different thing. And if Forrest was fit, match fit, I'd have played Forrest on Sunday and Yota. I'd played two genuine wingers to go up against them to create the space. And as I said, that was what was missing last night with that Leipzig team. Pass, 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 pass. Nobody took a risk. Nobody took a player on. And that uh, Rangers team, they can, they can sit back, absorb that all day long. So we need to play faster on Sunday. Uh, and so that's, that's my team. Des. Yes, I. Your thoughts on the first of all the Kyogo Jackamarcus debate? What do you think? Who's your centre forward for Sunday? Well, we missed big Jackie badly. I mean, more than anybody, we needed that big player who holds a player up. You know, we knocked them about a wee bit. We really did miss him. He was blatant. Also, Roger no turning up. You know, that was a. You know, he just. Yeah. I, I, we noticed it for that first. One would have come out with that tackle and we thought, he's no on it today, he's just not, it's just not happening. Poor Hitati. This happens all the time. There's about three or four Celtic whipping boys. You know, Hitati get off to an absolute flyer, a dream debut. It was a revelation. Everybody's saying, this guy, you know, if he was playing for Man U, I think he'd be worth 50 million. Now suddenly, oh, you know what? Oh, you know, in the second half, he kind of gets a bit knackered. He gets a bit... Not, you can't please him, you know. So it's just the usual Greg Taylor, Starfelt, they always get it, you know. I'm in a group chat, you know, and uh, there's a guy 
guy who just hates Starfelt, right? And see if he has a decent game, you don't hear from him. He'll make one mistake, and it's the usual, ah, oh, Starfelt, no selling it. So that's the way we are now, showing videos of Forrest, no running back enough. It's, it's, it's tough nowadays, you know, that you're under the spotlight, but quite simply, we need Rogic to turn up. People say, you know, um, you can't play him and O'Reilly in the same team. Can you not really? No, well, I'm of the opinion. That you but why no? Tell me why. I'm of the opinion you can't get enough good footballers. In your team. But, uh, exactly. Why not, Jim? I think Hatati gives you something different. No, but I, I like that. Well, I, I would still play Hatati game. Look at his look at his uh, last game. He'll have that confidence. Look what happened the last time he played against Rangers uh, at Celtic Park. So you know why not more of that? But it can happen again. You know. Kalmak Hatati, you've only one place. That's that's the that's why everyone's talking about. Is it? Yeah, no, but I'm just saying that debate about oh, you can't play O'Reilly and and, and Rogic, but why why not? As you say, Tony, too much football, too much, too many good footballers. Why not? I think the games have played so far, it hasn't really worked out. That's yeah, that's, that, that's only evidence we've got. Because yeah. you think why? I agree. Why couldn't they play together? But I think uh, you need a kind of maybe a different kind of. Bar. I think I'd, I'd like to see Kalmak further forward. And that's why I mentioned Beaton earlier. Uh, I know Beaton's not everyone's favourite, but uh, he gives you that physicality as well. He gives you the experience. As well, so I mean, if if if, if Beaton is matched for up to speed, if Forrest is matched for and up to speed, uh, I wouldn't mind either of those two, but they're not, and therefore uh-huh. you know, we're, we're going to go with the Yota, Fitzjaki Marcus, and Maeda, and it's Kalmak and Lolly Hatati and and, and one of Roger uh, O'Reilly. I think that Kyogo put himself into contention, and I would be inclined possibly to start with Kyogo as my centre forward. Just because I thought he brought the best out in Jota on Sunday, and also he linked really well with his fellow compatriot Maida. The, the three of them had a right good understanding, but prior to that, I thought Jack and Marcus Maida and Jota played really well. But when you asked Kyogo to step up to the plate last Sunday, he wasn't found wanting, and he probably should have had a hat trick. Yeah. To, to be fair to him, you know, but uh, I just think he showed signs of the, the old Kyogo being back. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that if it ain't broke, you don't need to fix it. And I thought the three of them functioned really, really well in that first half at Dingwall. And, and then Jack and Marcus comes on, hits the bar, and Jota scores from the rebound. So he made an impact. So I'd be inclined to start with that and see if it, it comes to fruition again. Just just my own thoughts. But equally, I, don't, I wouldn't have no qualms with Jack and Marcus starting either. But my nod would be for Kyogo. Just my own personal opinion. I think it's also a good situation to be in. It's a yeah, great problem to have. Yeah. We're not talking about will Joey Dawson get a game, you know. So yeah, you know, two very, very good players. Uh, as a toss up between the two of them because it's two different styles. Yeah. Then I just think big man, uh, albeit Kyogo scored a header last week. I think big man in terms of physicality up yeah. front, yeah. both ends of the boxes. They're they main threat set pieces. Mm-hmm. You know that's yeah, why yeah. I'd, I'd maybe like bigger player. Maybe Kyogo the last half hour, hopefully. After the game they had last night, hopefully they'd maybe tired, but then uh, <laughs> that three didn't work out in the semi final. So I I just think that the wee man was really busting a gut last week to, to sort of put himself in in the frame to start against Rangers. And I think what Rangers haven't really dealt with a player like Kyogo so far, because he was played out wide in the first game at Ibrox and then made a nuisance of himself when he came in the centre forward that small time the Celtic created a couple of chances and then only played a wee bit part in the in the semi-final so I would actually let him loose on Rangers because he is still a relative unknown quantity to them in that sense in terms of marking him as a centre forward I think that was what was interesting about the Kyogo that came on in the semi-final looked miles off it 
Yeah. It's only one for whatever it was, yeah. 30 minutes plus extra time. Yeah. Whereas against Ross County, he looked like yeah. a different beast altogether. And I agree with you, something you've said in the past, something I've said in the past, that the great thing about Kyogo, he gets into the positions, but the yeah. poor thing is his, his rate of conversion is yeah, 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 not yeah. as good as it could be. And I remember, I think was it was the Dundee game he scored the hat-trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have scored yeah, seven that day. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the goals he scored were actually harder than the goals he scored. So, yeah, it's, it's good to have that, somebody who knows where to be, but just needs a bit more ruthless. Uh, because like these, these big games are usually fine margins, taking mm-hmm. your chances. And we could, he could miss a few last week, but it's tomorrow, you know, if it's nothing each and he misses three or four chances, you're always on edge. So and if you were a Rangers defender, would you fancy going up against Maeda and Kyogo? You wouldn't really? fancy either the two of them. You wouldn't, uh, you know, no. honest, you know. And also, I just think their quickness of thought and quickness of movement could cause problems. I actually think if you're a Rangers defender, you would conjecture that Giacomacus is easier to mark. Because mm-hmm. it just becomes a, a a brutality contest, you know, and a fight. And I think that's what kind of happened at Hamden. Rangers turned it into a battle, a fight. And so yes, yeah. Combat that with their football, but Andrew always thought our brand of football will eventually, you know, brain over brawn type thing. I just think that's what happened at Hamden. We, we get drawn into a battle, which we didn't want to really be involved in because we're better than that. But we weren't yeah. allowed to be better than that because Rangers negated and snuffed out all your kind of threats, you know, but, along the back. So, but Tony, you're, you're sorry, you're bang on about uh, Big Jackie being easier to mark because that was evident at Ibrooks with the amount of bruises that the, the guy had at the end yeah. of the game. It, I mean, he was absolutely battered and right. he, he put in some shift. And then that's why we missed him. We, oh, he's brilliant. I thought he was great. He was terrific at that. So it just depending. Again, I'm like Jim, it is a coin flip with both of those positions. And I'll trust the manager's judgment on it. Yeah. You know, because he watches him training all week and all that kind of stuff. So, and he'll know, he'll know what his team is and he'll know what he wants to do and he'll know who, who's impressed him the most. But I, I think it's just wonderful that you're actually talking about Kyogo or Giacomacus and thinking either of the two of them will do your turn. And it's not, as you say, Joey Dawson or, or something. A Yeti. Like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, you know, a Yeti. But I mean, I. I don't know, there's just something about Kyogo last week that makes me think he's going to have a big say in you know, the next few games. Just, as I say, a, a personal opinion. And it's that header was Larson-esque. I don't care what anybody I, says. Yeah, that, that leap was Larson-esque. And the ball was on the money as well. Yeah. You know, I don't know if Jota would have tossed that into Dakimakis. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think he saw the quick movement or he saw your man coming off the two defenders and drifting into space. You know, mm. I, I could be wrong, but uh, I, I just thought last week those three functioned really, really well, and some of the football and the link-up play that they produced was really good. You know, and and, and a and a fixture that Celtic supporters were getting really worried about, mm-hmm. when normally a trip to Dingwall wouldn't cause you real consternation. But I, I, I get that it was a situation that you know they, they still had to play to be six points ahead and give themselves that freezing space in into this game. So, you know, I, I don't. I never ever think that a, a derby match is, is pressure free because it never is. But Celtic can relax and breathe in this one, exactly, and, and play the football that they want that the manager wants, and hopefully yeah. that'll be enough. You're right. Dingwall was the Beecher's Brook last week. <laughs> that was the one. That was the Beecher's Brook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, everybody was saying, "Oh, but we've got Rangers coming up." No, no. You get over this one. Get over that. The big Beechers, 
and then we can just start trotting down the games are less Celtic Park beat them before but that was the massive beachers for me last week I know exactly what you're saying yeah you know, also they were the form team well they hadn't lost apart from the big two they were the form team they hadn't lost in uh, a number of games it's a tight park they're a bit agricultural in how they play uh, good to see the referee booking the guys so early I think that was yeah. very important because if they were allowed to tackle the way that what was his name again forget his name mm-hmm. anyway he was throwing himself into tackles first when he should get booked second when he does get booked and that's what's important about Sunday uh, that hopefully we're not talking about the referee after the game that he gets the big decisions right as long as he gets them right then that's fine I'm never that fussed about the would be well that should have been our free kick and our throw and sort of stuff get the big decisions right you know and, and, and don't give him the opportunity to make a decision you know because okay. the last the last game at Ibrox there was in both boxes I think potential you know there would have been soft penalty kicks but could, could well be given so, so so don't give him the opportunity to do that because as I've seen in the past with this referee, particularly this season, he's pretty quick to give decisions he wants to give, you know. I'm also uh, on, in the O'Reilly camp to play. I would have a midfield of O'Reilly, Patati and uh, McGregor, Calmack. Mm-hmm. Just because I think that uh, Rodrigo in the semi-final was, you know, he was negated and I think he can be negated pretty easily. Whereas I think uh, O'Reilly offers you something a wee bit different. You know, and mm-hmm. you offer a, a, a real goal scoring threat too when he's on it and some intricate passing as well. And I'm not saying Roger doesn't give you that. Uh, again, it's another coin flip and I, I wouldn't be too perturbed who plays, but I just think O'Reilly deserves maybe a chance to, to start a, another game in which he played in the first one, the 3 0 game that he played, and he played really, really well in that game. So he knows what it's all about. Well, I think the Cup semi final, they did their homework. Yeah. You win the midfield, you know, so yeah. we can't allow them to win the midfield on Sunday. Uh, yeah. And that's why maybe that's why I was thinking that if Beto and had been fit, maybe he's the guy you play in there and you push Carmack further forward. But if he's got an issue, whatever the issue is, obviously that's keeping him out of the game. Because uh, midfield will be vital. Uh, and as I said, I'll be interested to see how they line up. I think they'll, they'll be far away from last night where they virtually five at the back for most of the game. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah. And Kent and Aribo floating about. And right up front, which was a kind of strange one as well. So they're going for the legs to try and, to try and stretch him so but another fact it's, it's, it's dead exciting as I've said before you know, put all the stuff to the side it's just dead exciting to be in this race dead exciting to be to be six points ahead it's not a free hit as such but we've got another couple of lives or maybe one more life should we lose the game so I would be happy with a point if you offer me a point just now I'd take it I'd love to win but if you give us a point just now that's, what, that's yeah. the hardest game ticked off and uh, we'd be six up with three to play and then we'd, we'd do it the next game so yeah be good that's the wonderful position that, they've, as I said, they've manoeuvred themselves into, Des, isn't it, by winning that game at Ibrox? By winning that, that was it. And it, it just made... If anybody had said to you, we're going to be sitting six points clear, playing Rangers at Celtic Park with four games to go, you would have... Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 and now we're kind of going, oh, we really wanted that, that Ange treble. <laughs> you know, we're never happy. We'd have been, you know, when you think before... When it, you know, when it was coming up to that Aberdeen game put Audrey and you know, people were like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, now we're like, no, oh, disappointing, you know, we wanted the treble, oh, I suppose we'll just put up with it, the double will do is then, okay, I mean, what Ange has, it's just been nothing short of incredible what, what's happened when Ange has come over here on his own without any backroom and now we're sitting here going, and the thing is, that's going to be, the, that is going to be the interesting debate of the whole weekend with every... 
uh, every Celtic fan, O'Reilly. Uh, but why, why? You know, I'm thinking Rogic. Look what he's, the, the damage that he's done to them before. He knows the game inside out. It's Celtic Park. It's going to be, you know, uh, it is, it's going to be. The, it'll be interesting no matter who he plays. But look at we have got an absolute embarrassment of of uh, choices there. It's, it's, it's amazing to pick from, and they're all we've got near enough a fit squad. Yeah, and also the thing is as well, we've got to say it's not done yet. You have to go out and do it. You know that a lot of fans are, yeah, and they're quite rightly to feel confident, Jim. But nothing's been won yet, so there has to be that professionalism, and you know, just get the job done and put yourself in that situation where you're all but wrapped up the title by winning on Sunday. Whether it's one 0 three 0 it doesn't really matter. Just go and win the game, or don't lose the game. But he'll never put out a team out not to lose. He'll be plenty win. You know, would you two be happy with one each? Oh, aye, definitely. Aye. I think you would come away with that day saying, well, you're six up with three to play. You know that. <laughs> this is the last throw of the dice. They have to win. Aye, aye. They have to win. We don't have to win. That's The beauty of the six-point lead is we don't have to win. Because, uh, Which is why I think they'll relax on it in that sense that you can play football because you're in a good position. Come two o'clock Sunday afternoon, you're still going to be top of the league. It just mm-hmm. depends on what margin that is. It's either going to be three, six or nine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. As I said last time, history tells you you'd never count your chickens, and that's yeah, why. Course, yeah, that, that's as Des said there, I want each draw. Yeah, it's, 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 it's when we're, we're obviously hot favourites just now. You come out Sunday unscathed, one each, then it's more likely the odds are shortening all the time. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I kind of you all want to win the games, want to go play great football, and, and it'd, be, it'd be good to do that. It'd be good to go out and I repeat the five nothing game. <laughs> Whenever that was three, four seasons ago, I can't remember now. So, so many seasons. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, an early goal would be great. All the kind of obvious stuff. Uh, but be a hard game on Sunday. They'll be they'll be buoyed up after last night. Of course. I mean, Des, last night Rangers adopted tactics that you know they, they went for a draw. They tried to get a nil nil, fell five minutes short of it. But as Jim's alluded to, they're still a good side. You are in a game here, and you're going to have to earn the right to beat them as well on Sunday. They are a good side. They are. I mean, they're sitting waiting to get to you know oh, yeah. next week. One more game to get to a final, maybe. But the thing is, we're in such a good position. I loved hearing you guys say there. Oh, we can't take it for granted. The league's no one yet. As I say, imagine a couple of months ago. You know, like like yeah, yeah, yeah. talking like so. It is amazing. And by the way, we're being a wee bit hard on ourselves here. We can actually turn up on Sunday and uh, put on a great performance because at Hamden we kept saying, and I think everybody's agreed. Hardly, I mean, with very, very few players turning up, right? Cal Mack was probably the only one who tried a leg. Is that a fair comment, right? And we never get absolutely hammered. You know, we get beat 2-1 in injury time. So so it's not as if, you know, we never turned up and we got an absolute doing. We didn't. So, you know, so it's not as if, you know, that was one of our worst performances and we we, it was 2-1. So we're due. We're going to go out there on Sunday and play home game, full house, yeah, absolutely. What would your tactics be, Jim? Would it be the same as the, the February game? Yes. 
try and go for an early goal and pulverise them. If you Me, can. Yeah, sorry, I, I think, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they'll sit back. No one hitting the break. I think we've got a lot of the ball, as usual. Uh, and as I said, I've been a bit concerned about the second half performances. I don't think Ange sends them out. I mean, the second half at Ibrox, Ange didn't send them out to say just contain. I don't think, because that's not how he plays the game. He didn't say go out there and score some more goals. So, uh, yeah, we start at high tempo. We take players on. We get crossing at the box. And that's why I'd go for Yakimakis. I think he's, he's more likely to go on the end of crosses in the box. Uh, but yeah, Yota and Maeda going at them. Maeda defensively needs to keep an eye on James Tavernier. Uh, bit concerned how we lost the midfield last time. Uh, that's a wee concern, I think. Uh, as we said before, Ange has raised the expectations to such a level that you know, if you win the game, he's picked the right team. Yeah. If you lose the game, he's picked the wrong team. <laughs> you know, because that's that's what you'd be like. Uh, you know, if he doesn't play Rogic, everyone will say, "Why don't you play Rogic?" Because he's <laughs> he's the guy that turns up the Rangers games. We didn't turn up last time. So, uh, aye, as I said, it's just, it's, just it's, it's great to be in, in that position. It's, it's dead exciting to be going on to the game on Sunday. Uh, full house, you know, whatever it is, 99%, 98% of Celtic fans there. I'd have still preferred it if it was all Celtic fans, because I thought, as I said earlier, I thought that was the best, one of the best Glasgow derby atmospheres ever that last game. It really was. And uh, we were having a chat before coming on here about, you know, maybe getting back to the way it was. So I think I would keep it like this. No fans on either ground. For, for me uh, and the Celtic fans will make the noise and uh, and yeah if we get the early goal I think we're going to win quite convincingly uh, like we did last time uh, but Ange says we never stop and as I said that 3 nothing game we can have stopped at half time the 2-1 game we can have stopped at half time we never started and then the cup game we never started so yeah because he's raised the expectations this will sound a bit you know nitpicky but uh, hey ho that's what Ibrox taught Celtic and their supporters is like even if Celtic go a goal down, there are powers of recovery there. I mean, they were a goal down in three minutes, were one each in seven minutes. So it's not the end of the world if they concede first. That, that's what I'm kind of saying. You want to hit them with the, the lightning start if you can, but, you know, it's... Why not? Why not do that again? It was pro- it was proven at Ibrox. The resilience, the... the oh, that was that was a great example of we never stop. Celtic was just going for it no matter what. If we do that, Parkhead, what... The, the thing is, we can afford to draw. They must win this to stay in the race. They must. So why not just go for it? And if it ends up a, a two each, a three two, I think whatever, go for it. And we've got the pace. We've got the players up front. The play, you know, we a few tricks in the box. Hugo's and what have you. What are you going to gain out of sitting back? It's never going to happen at Parkhead anyway. But yeah, totally go for it like the February game. Absolutely. And you're right, Ibrox. There was just an absolute never say die attitude. I love that about Celtic. You know, other Celtic teams might have laid, you know, just kind of crowd. They didn't. Went for it. I think the good thing about playing Hatati is the fact that he's, he's got a good dig on him. And you want as many shots as possible. That's something that, that we could be better at this season. Some of the shooting's been appalling. And one of them is his uh, <laughs> captain. His captain Gregor's shooting's been awful this season. It's uh, Hatati likes a dig. Uh, O'Reilly, does he like a dig? I'm trying to think. He hasn't he, has he scored many goals, has he? So the one at Aberdeen, was that? I'm trying to think. Anyway, so I sat in there just for the just for the shooting ability, nothing else. I like I like how he takes a ball. He's back to go and he'll, and he'll spin people and he'll open the game out. I think I think he's an exceptionally good player. He just he just he just tires a wee bit. O'Reilly, you talking about? Jim? No, Hatati. 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 Yeah, I I think O'Reilly's capable of that as well. The way he can kind of field the ball when he's one touch, two touch. He's very clever and can play those intricate passes that can release guys like Kyogo. He's got good vision. 
yeah. as well. He'll take it and pass it. Doesn't think too much about it. Got it, pass it, move it, and and that fits into Angie's style of play. So yeah, yeah we said before, then embarrassment of riches in the team. Just just get him, just pick the right team, get him to click together. Yes, if Rangers have to win, do they not have to go for it? Yes. They do, and that's why I think it's going to be... No, it's going to be an absolute belter of a match because they, they are going to have to go for it. And you know what happens at Celtic Park when somebody goes for it, they'll get hammered. You know, I'm not saying... I'm not, no, I'm not saying it's going to be a 4 or a 5 now. But if you park the bus at Parkhead, it's a dull game for everybody and it kills it. But if somebody's willing to go, go for it at Celtic Park, then you've opened up and, and we're going to see a game of football then, you know. I think, they'll be cautious. I think they'll be cautious the first half. Can Rangers go for it? In terms of the fact that Roof and Morelos aren't... Well, that's the thing. I think they've got legs in the team, and Aribo and Kent are pretty tricky characters. I think the first half will just keep it keep it kind of sawed at the back, uh, don't do anything silly, and I think they'll have to go for it in the second half at some point in time. Uh, that's why I think it'll be a, a low-scoring game. I think there's nothing each half-time. Maybe Celtic might sneak it one nothing, something like that. Uh, that's what I would do if I was them coming to Celtic Park. Just, just try and you know, take the sting out of the game. Don't do it in the daft because that's what they failed doing last time. The fact they lost the early goal and then a couple of goals for half time and whole thing collapsed a wee bit. So, yeah, I think we've got a low scoring game on Sunday. But do you not think we're waiting on a big performance from Jota now to step up in this game? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a guy we one we turn, one we flick. You know, can can make something happen. This is when we're expecting to step up. Well, it has been up, yeah. You would think so, wouldn't you? Because Jim said it earlier, he's he's been posted missing, and Aye. the the Rangers game thus far hasn't he? I think he could have played better. I think he's contributed. I think he could he could have played better in the games. Certainly, uh, Hamden he had, he had quite a lot of the ball at Hamden. Without yeah. doing too much about it, decision making or his final end product maybe could have been better. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, and it looks kind of like as if he may not be staying. So as I said earlier, if you're ever going to showcase your skills, this is the game that that's got the maximum amount of interest in it. This is the game that the agents will be watching, uh, and that's a win-win because if, if if he plays out his skin and we win the game well, then, then that's a league finish. And if he goes, he goes. You know, and I think that's where we are these days that uh, with, with the kind of loan market. It's, uh, we had a few guys alone last year which most of them we wouldn't have taken on so all of a sudden you get guys who are good and you're kind of desperate to keep these guys here uh, but young guys who can earn a lot more money somewhere else so that's yeah. totally understandable and it's, it's, it's kind of pointless to get too too wound up with this stuff you know it is what it is with, these, with this, this loan market and if Cameron Carter Vickers stays and there's some sort of story online about 6 million rising to 10 with add-ons but it seems like a lot of money to me uh, but 6 million sounded kind of a bit too much money for me, but, but you wonder about the ten millioners with add-ons. What what are those add-ons? Winning the Champions League, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. well, Jim, do you think six millions too much for Carter Vickers? I don't. I think six no. millions at the high end of what a club like Celtic should only be paying, in my opinion. I think uh, I think it's a little bit of value for money. As I've said in the past, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a good player. I mean, what's been good about Carter Vickers with kind of like. Uh, We've kind, of, we've kind of seen before we buy. So we like what we see and therefore six million sounds kind of okay. I mean, if we'd went and bought him at the start of the season for six million pounds, you'd have thought, I'd have thought that's a big risk. We paid four and a half for Starfield, which I felt was, was quite a lot of money. Do you think Starfield's a four and a half million pound player? Maybe. Do you think you could get better value for four and a half million? Probably. You know, and that's, that's where we are. And then when you go to the other end of the scale and you say, well, 
You've got Matt O'Reilly for one and a half billion. Mm-hmm. Is that worth it? Of course it's worth it. Hatati for whatever Hatati costs. So uh, all these things are subjective. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I, I kind of look at these things with an accountant's hat on. If you're on a Celtic, then <laughs> how much are you prepared to spend? Because, you know, there's a kind of, from a football fan's point of view, it's just going to sign everyone <laughs> for as much as you want. But, but, but there comes a number, I think, you could pitch a number and any quote unquote sensible Celtic fan would say that's too much would you pay £15 million for Carter Vickers the answer I think would be no would you pay £3 million? the answer would be yes so the answer is somewhere between those two numbers and it's quite a subjective thing and if you've got a lot of money in the bank which we seem to have at the moment then you could maybe push the boat out a wee bit but I always think that from an accounting point of view again you've got so much money tied up in a player you look, look at something like a Yeti now, a Yeti cost us was, was it five and a half something like that and he must be on at least, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, 20 grand a week, at least that. See? It's a million pound a year. It's a four-year contract he's on. So guys cost us the guts of 10 million pound and contributed not a lot. Maybe not the guy's fault, but that's 10 million pound. It's a huge amount of money. When you, when you sit back and look at it in that context, and you can't keep doing a Yetis all over the place, you know? But I still think, I think Cameron Carper Vickers is not an a Yeti, and I think yeah. it's worth every inch of six million. I think he's vital to Celtic moving forward if they want to build something. Jota, I think, whilst I'd like to see him sign, could you get somebody you know, of a similar type to Jota? You possibly could. At this moment in time, I don't think you could get somebody similar to Carter Vickers for that outlay, for that financial outlay. It would cost I, a hell of a lot more than six million quid. I can't right. believe we're even discuss. I, so I can't believe we're even discussing. I can't believe a guy who's never put a foot wrong for Celtic this year finally we fill that gap. Finally, yeah. and there's people still saying, "Oh, do you know what? You know, six million's a bit much." We signed Barkas for five million. It's a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's staggering. Centre half been a problematic position for Celtic. We've got a guy who's there now who, as you say, there is. He's not put a foot wrong. Seems to get it. Seems to love it and looks really happy. I'm like, if it's talking about priorities, Celtic's priority signing Carter Vickers. It's not Jota. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on the Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Uh, exactly. 100%. And he, he has, he's a successful central defender. And I, and I, and I love Jota. I think he's an entertainer. I think he's a wonderful footballer. But, you know, I, I read in the week that they were looking at the boy Ola Solbakken from mm-hmm. Modal Glimp as a potential replacement for for Jota if he doesn't sign. Well, there you go. There's just one name who could replace possibly Jota if that's the case. There's yeah. no I'm not saying we shouldn't sign Vickers for six million. I've seen it. 
I don't. But there's no many defenders leaping out to me should Carter Vickers go. If you Correct. Go, that means a massive, massive hole in your team. And then you're rebuilding your starting again. I, I also think if you've got a good scouting system, then you'll know what guys are out there again. and how much they're on. What I'm, what I'm not saying is that, that, is that we shouldn't sign them for £6 million. I'm just saying that £6 million to me is at the higher end of what you would tend to buy somebody for. So if the answer was you can get them for £10 million, would you still buy them for £10 million? Well, I think that's what the, the add-ons amount to, isn't it? And I'd still buy them, Jim. Yeah. For £10 million. I'd still buy them. The initial six with the four add-ons, I'd still do it. I think, I think for a club like Celtic, that's, that's a huge amount of money. You know, It's nothing for teams down south. But that, shows, that, would show me, that would show me that Celtic's ambitions are then huge, Jim. And they don't want to just be doing Fair enough. They Fair enough, want yeah. to go into Europe and, and compete. And that would say to me that that's a statement of intent that we want to go into Europe and compete. Alongside other players that they're going to bring in that the manager's clearly has a list and will know because he's, his record in the transfer market's been pretty flawless so far. I think Ange will also know what kind of budget he's got to play with. Yeah. And obviously, if Champions League qualifications happens, if it happens, this whole Villarreal stuff in Russia and all this kind of malarkey, if it happens, he'll know how, how much he's got to spend, basically. And if he can, he can fit the money for Carter Vickers within that budget, then fair enough. But it could be that by spending that money on Carter Vickers, that means there's a bit less to be spent on someone else. And if he gets somebody on a free or a, or, a, or a Bosman or whatever, then that's all about trying to balance the books. And that's all part of the bigger bigger picture. Yes. Your thoughts? Again, I just can't believe it. It was Michael Stewart said a similar thing. <laughs> uh, oh, you know, six million. I think you could get a better central defender. And they said, and Chris Sutton said, who? And they really? said, John, John, John Suter. He said, John Suter. And you're thinking, finally, we, we found that gap and we're still, no. We know for in Celtic terms, yes, 10 million is a lot. But, you know, it's he is the success story that, you know, defence wise, that we've been waiting for for a few years. You know, so yeah, there's, and I think that's a no-brainer. I'm not saying you know just go out there and spend ten million, but six yeah. million anyway, and whatever it costs. Speaking of success stories, there's a reason why you guys are here, isn't there? Yes. yes. Tell us why you're here, Jim. Tell us why you're here. I believe you play Bender like Bertie is going on the road, sixteen dates. Let's take it away. Uh, Bender like Bertie, the brilliant uh, play written by Jim Orr, sitting there. It's a follow-on from Bendit like Bratback that many of your viewers probably seen the last time round. Um, it's it's an absolutely brilliant uh, play. It, one of my favourite quotes is from Erin Boyle from the Kano Foundation who says, it blew me away. Hilarious, magical, emotional. And uh, it's just, Bertie Old, we discussed this. We were at that thing, do you remember the other, a couple of weeks ago, the the, yeah. the Bertie Old Legacy, the 10.30 charity launch. And we were, we were we both agreed that Bertie Old, you and I both agreed that Bertie is the greatest ever felt. He's just a great ambassador. He's a brilliant player. He's just gallus. He's got, he's, he's got so, he always had so much time for, for the fans. He, he was, and Billy Conley says, if he wasn't a footballer, he should have been a stand-up comedian, a very, very funny man. So um, this has been the best fun. We came out of lockdown and we we went into four nights at Webster's in, in the West End of Glasgow. We were on, it was a rehearsal reading, we were on the script and all that. And it was just amazing to come out of lockdown to do something like this. You know, 260 uh, Celtic fans every night and it was amazing. But apart from anything else, yes, it's, uh, it's pressure to, to play a legend, but it's great fun. And Bertie, you know, Bertie's family were there, came along to Greenock uh, to see it. And 
and Bertie's son Robert said, he says, you know what, you've got him down to a tee, you've nailed it. And I, I've, I've been on with Bertie, you know, I've been on with him many, many times from the Ranza Bar in Black Hill, believe it or not, we were doing stuff years ago, to Vegas. And uh, Bertie came up to me, he was the very first one who came up and he says, listen, son, see what you were doing up there on stage. You were magnificent. That, see, see, you have the ability to entertain and that's what it's all about. You know how Bertie loved entertainment, and he did quite literally love entertainment on the part and uh, on stage. So Bertie, would, he, he loved the idea of this. We went over to see Bertie. We ran it all by him, and, and he was saying to me, you're not a bad-looking boy, son, but I would have preferred George Clooney. Brilliant, as usual, the bold Bertie. So it's gone all over Scotland. It's fantastic. Uh, it really is. It's an emotional roller coaster of a play. It's hilarious, but it's, there's also going to be a few moments that there will not be a dry eye in the house. Um, great 60s soundtrack all the way through as well. And Bertie, every story you've ever heard, uh, Bertie telling all the jokes, all the funny, you know, the, the you know, it's, they're all there and uh, hopefully I can I can do it justice but it's gone everywhere from Glasgow Motherwell uh, Paisley Oban Dundee Bathgate Aberdeen Musselburgh Falkirk Glenrothes Inverness all over just check out Wendell Liberty on Twitter Jim Orr anyway Jim on you go yeah uh, Des McLean comedy genius basically uh, does a does the best Bertie Alden impersonation in the whole world so uh Come along and see that. Yeah, it's a kind of uh, it's about the '65 season, uh, and as most Celtic fans of, I'd imagine most Celtic fans would tell you that's when everything kicked off in terms of the great Jock Steen's team of the, of the, of the '60s and '70s. And uh, unbeknownst to lots of people, Bertie played a kind of vital part in that. Because lots of people look upon it as you know that's when Jock Steen arrived and they won the Scottish Cup. When in fact, when Jock Steen arrived, they're in the semi-final by that time. Uh, and in fact, it was just after Bertie joined. They went on a cup run and uh, they beat St Mirren at uh, Love Seat 3-0 and, and uh, Bertie's a star man. That's the paper headlines. All this, all that. They go to Queen's Park and they win more than one nothing and Bertie's the star man. And uh, they beat Kilmarnock 3-2 and Bertie scores and he's, he's the star man. So, and then they get to Motherwell in the semi-final. They draw two each and, and, and Bertie scores with a penalty. They beat them in the replay and then, as every Celtic fan will know, they beat Dunfermline 3-2 in the final. Uh, one down, Bertie equalises. Two one down, Bertie equalises. And then Billy Benio scores a winner. So, so that's a kind of uh, one of the iconic games uh, in Celtic's history. And, and, and Bertie was right up in the middle of that. And that that three-two game against Dunfermline, Bertie's on record as saying that's his favourite ever game. You know, that's that was, you know, obviously Lisbon was the was 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 the highlight in terms of the winning. But that was a game that Bertie took the game by the scruff of the neck. You know, and if we hadn't won the cup in '65, who knows how things might have worked out? Because what it did was give Celtic Football Club the confidence to kind of move forward because people talk about Celtic now as this, you know, European force, or used to be European force. In 1965, Celtic were rubbish, basically. You know, they hadn't won the league for about 11 years, 12 years. They won one league championship in like 25 years or so. They were, they were no better than Hibs or Hearts in terms of European, you know. If people talked about Celtic, it'd be like, they're no better than Hibs or Hearts. That was a time when football, Scottish football was, was, you know, very, very tough. You know, in that season, Celtic finished eighth in 1964-65. You know, so it was that was the game. That game gave them the confidence. Also, gave the fans the confidence as well. Because if you're if you're a Celtic fan, and there'll be a few people listening, chances are they who who, who grew up in the fifties in the early sixties. You know, Celtic are not a good team. You know, because yeah. you know I did the 
the previous play, Ben like Bratback, when we, when we were trying to stop them doing 10 in a row, Celtic were a big team. You know, people talked about Celtic, oh, the European Cup winners. In 65, Celtic were nothing. And then Bertie comes and with the force of his personality and he becomes an integral part uh, of that Celtic team in the next, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine years. And as you guys said at the Bertie Old launch, yeah, you, you could make a big, big case for Bertie Old being the greatest ever uh, Celt, yeah. Yeah, I would love any Celtic, like every Celtic want to go and see it. I've seen it in Glasgow when it was on at the theatre and it's absolutely brilliant. And you're in good company with the two gentlemen sitting above me on the screen. Yeah, well, Bertie comes in. I mean, Bertie's in and out of the play. You know, yeah. uh, he's, in, he's in a low. And what we did basically after his sad passing, we had the version you saw, Tony, Bertie comes in at the start, starts telling some of his stories, and then we kind of left it there. But what we've done for this one is we've brought back more of Bertie. He, you know, jumps in and out of the play, as well as him being in the, the actual play. And that's about I was trying to explain to somebody before, and you'll say, what do you mean Bertie Olds in the play? And I say, well, imagine the new James Bond film comes out and Bertie Olds in it. He's like 001030. <laughs> that's what it's like. He's in the play. And he's also doing his wee kind of, you know, the kind of storytelling yeah. routines that Des is fantastic at. Says he's leading into Des, who's fantastic at these storytelling <laughs> things. Thank you, Jim. No, no, it, it is more... Uh, after his uh, sad passing, it is definitely more the a tribute to Bertie now. You know, it's about all all his. Um, it's about the, the Mullen family through that that time when Celtic were not really doing anything in football, and then you know Bertie all arrives. But it's it's a tribute to Bertie as well. If you, if you love Bertie, if you love Celtic, by the way, I've had Rangers fans come along and say that they enjoyed it as well, genuinely, and uh, friends who says it was Celtic take a slagging in it as well. As, you know, as, as Rangers because they were such a a poor team at the time and then Bertie transforms it but all the Bertie stories all the Bertie jokes all Bertie's patter it's all there in the play and it is, and there is a very, you know a few really sad emotional moments too you know my thoughts guys I still want Celtic Park to rename the tunnel the 1030 tunnel I still want that to happen and uh, that's it should happen that's, that's actually yeah. we were just saying that earlier Tony it's actually a really good call mm-hmm. uh, and it's something that costs nothing to do yeah and because you know, yeah, yeah, he has one was iconic. Was yeah, yeah, two. And can they play? Yes. definitely. And I'm surprised that they haven't picked. They haven't picked up you. They haven't picked you up on that because uh, it doesn't cost anything to do, and it's yeah. such a kind of good, feel good kind yeah, of thing to do as well. You know, connection isn't it? To as you say, arguably one of the greatest, one of the greatest ever selves. You know. Yeah. Guys, we'll go for a prediction, eh? Last five minutes, we'll take it on the prediction for Sunday. We'll put everybody on the spot, eh? Des, you already kind of said, do you reckon a 2-0, did you say? No, 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 no. <laughs> 3-1. I, I think Celtic have to go for it for the start. They need to go for it. They need to just come out the traps the way they did uh, the last game in February. You know, we can afford to to draw it. So why not just go for it and see what, see what they've got? 3-1. There you go. Jim, yourself, you... Low scoring game, I think it'll be nine-ish half-time. As I said, I think they'll keep things tight. They might come out a wee bit. I think, I think we'll win 1-0. And uh, we're all waiting for Starfield to score. So I'll go for Starfield to score the winner. That's funny, because you're not the first to say that, that uh, Starfield, they're all waiting on Starfield. Because I think if Starfield scores, that'll be every outfield player will have scored a goal Does this season. Is that right? And, my, and I always... I liken that to... Uh, uh, compare it to remember when Manchester United won the title for the first time mm. 
in 25 years. And Pallister scored the free kick against Blackburn on the night they get presented with a trophy. Mm. And he did that celebration and somebody jumps on his back. And the reason they all went mental was because that every outfield player had scored for Manchester United that season. They were they were waiting on Pallister to score. Ex- yeah. Mm. And, he, and he took that low free kick and he, and he screamed it into the bottom corner and the place just went absolutely bananas. So I think that would be brilliant if uh, Starfield could pick and choose his moment. I think he was unlucky last did. week. He yeah. scouted a header that just went past. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if he could pick and choose his moment, Sunday would be a good one to come up trumps, wouldn't he? And I think a lot of people might put him on for the first goal scorer. They've started to do that now in the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, see, he's another guy who got pelters at the start of the season unfairly. Yeah. You know, trying to get used to the new country, new team, new way of playing football, etc. And I think we've all accepted this is how we play now. You know, and I think he's got better, and he's and he's and he's and he's pushing forward a lot more. I think over the last couple of months or so, he's been pushing a lot forward, and seems a lot more confident. I'll also say one of the things that have made him a better player, Jim, is having the comfort of TCV beside him. Undoubtedly, he's unflappable, and he's pretty pretty solid, and he's kind of took the lead from him as well. You know that 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 partnership has Mm -hmm. worked really well. You know, because he did have a shaky start, but. Uh, I, I think they're, they're, uh, aye, the two of them have, have played really, really well. Uh-huh. My, my own prediction for Sunday before people shout and say, yeah, hey, you're not getting off the hook, is 2 nothing. To uh, who? To Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify uh, that, right? A, Good. Goal, a goal in each half, I think, for, for Celtic. Uh, and I'm going to stick my neck out and say, Pio to start, Pio to score the first one. Uh-huh. I don't know who will score the second. Hopefully, staff out. And yeah, that's a week sure. finish then, yeah. Yeah, and that, well, it's all but in name, isn't it? Because you would go mm. nine with nine to play in a, a vastly superior goal difference. So and you would have to think that uh, Celtic winning Sunday, that's it's more or less over. Know, over. It ain't over till it's over, I would say. But I think, and and I, and I think that, that that's the beauty of Celtic's position is they, they, they can also go for it as well, knowing that whatever happens, they're, they're working off that pitch still top of the lead by your three, six or nine in front. I mean, that's, you would have killed for that position back in June, July when Ange took over, so I think you embrace it this occasion, this time. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You try and enjoy it if you can. If there's any, if there's an element of enjoyment to it, then I think Sunday's as close as it comes to. I've said before, me what's actually really mm-hmm. good about this season is the fact how how we've actually timed getting to the front, like like, like a kind of good sprinter you can get to the front. And there's been lots of comparisons with ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah. But the big difference between then and now. Is the sheer inconsistency? Is the sheer consistency of Angie's team? I mean, Jansen's team was never this consistent. Mm. You know, there was ups and downs and ups and downs. But and as Ange said himself, after losing three of the first six games, they had to be pretty much perfect. 
Yeah. And they have been pretty much perfect. They went through that wee injury blip where things could have went pear-shaped and we got a wee bit of luck with that winter break and they couldn't move, which but it should have been anyway. anyway. But to be that consistent for that length of time, I think that's what maybe sets us apart from 97, 98. Because I saw you thing the other day talking about all the kind of, the, the, this game was the same as that and then we lost the semi-final 2-1 and, today, and all this kind of stuff. But I just think the sheer consistency of Angie's team is what, is what sets it apart from 97, 98. Yeah, do you, guys, do you think considering what uh, Big Ange inherited, this is a better achievement if Celtic do win the double than say Martin O'Neill's treble when they come back? I'd say it's up there. It's got to be. I, I, I wrote a piece a while ago saying it's up there with one of the sweetest titles that's ever been won, Des. And I'm called Martin O'Neill's treble here, and I, I, I genuinely do. From the starting position, I think uh, it's it has to be up there. Yeah. It would be up there with one of the best Celtic mm-hmm. title achievements. Um, I think yeah, I think these things are always hard yeah. because there's so many factors yeah. involved in it. You look at the opposition that you're up against, you look at the spending power that they've got, you look at the competition that's there. Uh, and O'Neill coming back, and O'Neill spent a lot of money, uh, and O'Neill had good players there. Yeah. And we had, had Larson. <laughs> if you've got Larson, you've got half a chance. Maravchek, Larson. Ah, you, you, you easily half a chance, whereas... Ange is, is basically back to scratch. Uh, against again a good a good team across the city who, you know, one of the big factors I said last time was that they blew the Champions League. You know, if they'd have qualified for that and pocketed whatever that is, thirty, forty million pounds, they'd be a completely different team to what looking at just now. So so that certainly helped. Uh, but I think it's always hard to see whether this thing is better than that thing. You maybe just pick wee examples of in season and I just think the sheer consistency from where they started with has been nothing short of astonishing. They've only won three out of your first six games. I think when people look at certain games during the season, I think Aberdeen is getting talked about because that was the game we won away, which was yeah. the big thing at the time that the fans were thinking. You know, we hadn't won away up to that point. And if you're at it, if you're any normal person, you're thinking, we're not going to win this league because we have too much to catch up with and we're up against a really good team. And to have come back and be, and be six points clear where we are, as, as, as Des said earlier at the start of the podcast, nothing short of remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Des, we've spilled eight points in 28 matches. We've won 24, drawn four. That says it all, really, doesn't it? It does. To think that, you know, last year it was all, when's, when's Eddie Howe coming? When, when, when and, then, and then look at what happened when Angie's name was just mentioned. It was like, oh, come on, you're having a laugh. Typical Biscuit Tin Selig. This is the aim at the bit. And then, you know, everybody had their wee, mm, we need to speak about Ange, mm, and it was, a, and then look what's happened. It's like, come over here without any backroom team. We've said it, it is, and he is a, just a big, likeable character as well. You know, he just, oh, you know what, mate? And you just, when you say, you know, he's just, he's just got that, that, Aura about him, you know, where you can see him putting the wee hand on the shoulder. Guys like Anthony Ralston and all that, you know, making them believe yeah. in themselves. He is, he's great. So, uh, is, I'm glad we never got how. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just relieved, genuinely. That's another how? podcast for another day, isn't it? We'll, mm. we'll wrap this one up and just say, guys, love that, been the quickest hour ever. And also, here's hoping you have a brilliant weekend and a beautiful Sunday. As they say, it's all result dependent, isn't it? But Des McLean, thank you very much for that contribution. First class, Jamila, salute you always. All right. Cheers, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Cheers.
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com/internet for details. It's the Marketers Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio was a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.